0: Lions of Liberty fans, what is up? This is John Odermatt, the host of Felony Friday. Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to say something right off the bat. I have a special announcement for you. The Lions of Liberty is rolling out a new product, a product you are going to love. We now have our very own coffee. We have partnered with the, uh, the great people at Anarcho Coffee. And we are selling a coffee brand called The Morning Roar. Now, you can get this coffee very easily by going to lionsofliberty.com slash coffee. Now, it's very, 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 very important to go to lionsofliberty.com slash coffee and access to buy the coffee through that link because that is how we get credit. And at that link, I have a little discount code for you where you can get 10% off your first order. So go to that link. You'll find the code. But also know, if you join the Lions of Liberty Pride, you're going to get an even greater discount. If you join at $10 or up, I should say, you'll get an even greater discount. So please go to lionsofliberty.com slash coffee and buy some delicious Morning Roar coffee today.
1: Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host,
2: John Odermatt.
0: Felons, friends, and freedom lovers. That's right, you too, freedom lovers. Welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is going to be the quickest introduction Felony Friday you've ever heard because this this is the first edition of Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor on Felony Friday. So it's going to be a roundtable discussion. We're going to play Is It a Crime and Should They Do Time? I'm going to be joined by two of my Lions of Liberty family members here. It's going to be a great time. We're going to get right to it. just want to tell you one thing. If you want to follow along, play along at home, read these stories, which I highly recommend you do. You can access all of the articles that we pulled these stories from at lionsofliberty.com slash FF168, because this is episode 168 of Felony Friday. Let's get right into today's show. All right, here we are for the first edition, the first episode of Felony Friday, Libertarians in Living Rooms, Drinking Liquor, Is It a Crime, Roundtable longest title ever of anything i think i'm here with uh mark and jb what's up guys i guess i should introduce you one at a
2: time who is supposed to talk first i'll just be here i'm here (laughs) hi it's mark Claire, host of lions of liberty he's just the the, the founder basically the god of everything you're hearing today without me none of you would even be here right now
0: that's partially true but not really
2: Lower G God for those uh, religious people who are, might be upset. It's not the God with the lower G. It's a not with phrase. The, the dash
0: in the middle. What religion is that? Isn't there a God G so, dash D? No. Uh, no,
1: that's just some some way people choose to spell it instead of you know putting because the they don't want to actually say it. And
0: there's JB. It. If you heard him,
2: Yep, that's me. Are you guys drinking anything or doing anything at all? Well, you know. I'm required to by by the bylaws of this program. So of course I am. I'm having uh drinking some wine, some Pinot Noir. I have a very full glass, as well you guys can see, the the listeners cannot see. Uh and then I have a backup entire bottle of Merlot just, just in case things get a little rowdy.
0: Yeah, I've never been a fan of Merlot. I I don't know. It's uh
2: It's not my favorite, it's just what yeah. I have.
0: I've been there before. Yeah.
2: Been there with all of college and everything I drank in that entire time. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Uh, this isn't my favorite, but it's here.
0: I think I've seen you with a box of wine or two in college back in the day. Well,
2: those actually were my favorite, so that's, that doesn't apply. Boxes of wine are amazing. We should probably drink a box of wine at Porkfest.
0: That's the worst idea That's ever. probably a bad idea.
2: Yeah, that's what makes it fun. Forget the whiskey challenge, the wine power hour challenge. That's what I want to bring back to Porkfest. That's definitely
0: a Oh bad God, idea. that's the worst idea ever.
2: When you say bad, all I hear is great audio <laughs> <laughs> or bad audio. You should link to, I'm just, uh, my whole goal here is to give you things to link to in your own show notes Good. and create more work from you. Uh, you should link to our Porkfest um, actual podcast in your show notes. I I will. And, the, and I mean, now you have to, because I said it.
0: Th- and th- I mean, that's the one when Brian talked the entire time, right? That was pretty much what happened. Uh,
2: that's a good amount of it, <laughs> yes. And how he talked for one sentence when he woke up in the middle of it. and well, passed That's because he didn't shut up all day. It's hard
0: to... True. <laughs> well, I guess he, he shut up when he passed out in the U-Haul, but that was about it.
2: Anyway, that's a good time to transition to a quick promotion of Porkfest, because I believe just till the end of March... There are early bird tickets still available. So I do encourage you all to come meet us at Porkfest because we're going to be there doing lines of Liberty type things, recording podcasts, maybe giving a talk or two, hosting a beer pong tournament. This is all going to happen at Porkfest. I believe the entire dates are the 18th to 23rd. We'll probably be there just the last uh, like three or four days of that. Uh, But come, come join us and have fun and get early bird tickets because the tickets will never be lower. I am shilling for you for free right now, Roger Paxton, for free.
0: Free from the government. So, uh, JB, are you drinking anything? Did we talk about that?
1: No. I've actually got two drinks. Two drinks? I've got, a, yeah, I've got oh an God, IPA from Brooklyn around. Brewery. It's pretty good. That's all right. Standard IPA. And I actually got some Balvenie 14-year peated triple cask. And I got this actually on the airport. I came back from uh, Montreal last Friday as you guys probably know, and nobody else does. And <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to get any whiskey at the Duty Free, but then this bottle caught my eye, and I'm finally tasting its sweetness. <laughs> so you,
2: if you have to t- tell yourself you're not going to buy a whiskey, odds are like you are I every
1: time whiskey. I pass a Duty Free, I generally leave with at least two bottles of whiskey, and I, I feel like I don't want to fall into that habit. Be more spontaneous. Well,
0: it's probably a lot. I mean, what is the price difference? Because you're in Pennsylvania also, and I know like our state jacks up liquor prices big time. Like, How much do you save Speaking of crimes. on a bottle?
1: That's the thing. I don't even know, and oh. I don't think I even care. I think it's just the fact that it's there in the middle of the airport is why I like. <laughs> I have to buy it. That, and I find a lot of bottles I never see anywhere else, probably because I live in Pennsylvania and things are limited. But yeah. I've never seen this whiskey anywhere, and I felt like this is my only chance to get it. So I grabbed it
0: uh bring a bottle to pork fest sounds like a good idea
1: well i have to fly out of the country first but
0: (laughs) you know the the pride will pay for that that's no problem just fly you up to canada and back all right so what are we here to talk about felonies criminal justice reform maybe some marijuana want to talk about
1: marijuana Let's start off with that. Why did you look at
2: me when you said that on the video? How could you tell I was looking at you? <laughs> I, I could feel your eyes
1: on me. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. So Alaska,
0: and you know, I, I don't know if this headline is one hundred percent accurate. It says Alaska first state to legalize social marijuana use. Which I think what what like reading the article, what they mean by that is other states have legalized rec- recreationally, but it's either you can grow it yourself or you know have some certain amount in your possession and buy you know a certain amount at you know different marijuana stores dispensaries and whatnot but uh most of the, like i think in california mark uh you like you can't like go to a place there's not like pot smoking coffee shops or things like that are there
2: as far as i know there are not no i don't know why again why you think i would be i would know if there were but <laughs> I thought you might be uh, walking no, down I- the
0: street and see one or
2: as far as I know, in California, as well as pretty much any state that has legalized marijuana, it's all put into a very separate, very tightly regulated, obviously this varies by state, but a very highly regulated sort of separate system that's separate from alcohol and separate from you know regular whatever. So this, this thing in Alaska sounds pretty revolutionary in the sense uh, that, of course, you still need to be a licensed dispensary. That hasn't changed. But other than that, this is about as close to, like, Unregulated legal marijuana, as we've seen in any state, or at least it's the biggest step towards that. Um, obviously, it's not literally unregulated, but uh, it, it is allowing it to be treated uh, no differently than pretty much any other item you might purchase and consume with other people, whether it be cookies or booze. <laughs>
0: so that's almost getting on the. Uh, I think it's Daryl Perry. I don't, maybe I don't actually. I have no idea if he coined this phrase or not. I've just heard him say it like a thousand times. Is legal as tomatoes. So
2: I've heard Larry Sharp say that too. I
0: think so. he stole that or, from Daryl. Or
2: legalize not not legalized tomatoes. They're already pretty legal, but <laughs> in New York it, it, they it might not, not be legal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they might not be. Uh, it's like make it as legal as tomatoes. I think. Yeah,
0: as legal as tomatoes. Legalized
2: tomatoes. <laughs> right.
0: This is not legalized and, and, tomatoes. and
2: legalized tomatoes wherever they may be banned.
0: <laughs> New York probably does legal does have illegal. Oh tomatoes. God, New York is such a mess. But uh, JB, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean. Is this something I, I that think you think we'll we'll see more of now as more states legalize?
1: Definitely, definitely see more of. I, actually, this article brought it to my attention that there wasn't a place where you could, like, gather and socialize. I, I guess I kind of took it for granted, not living in a, a legal state, that you have a dispensary. You could probably have a couch or two on the side where you could light up, seeing that, you know, it's legal and everything. But apparently that's not the case. and. Alaska seems to be the first one to actually put this in the law to say that yes you can have a social area for people to get together and smoke
2: it's kind of like you can't drink at a liquor store but you can drink at things called bars well now they're making the basically the equivalent of marijuana bars basically.
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. the one thing consume. the one thing that raised my eyebrow a little bit was that apparently they have a uh, they have uh, weed limits uh, one gram of weed per day or a 10 meg. Mic- edible so you can't just sit there all day I guess you're talking about because like in, only, inside the actual establishment you one gram. yeah, yeah. You, they're only allowed to serve you one gram a day so either you you know <laughs> go with a whole group of people and you can each buy your own gram or you have to have a pretty low tolerance to stay there for more than like an hour or two
2: or you go to hang out and buy your one gram but in your pocket you
1: have <laughs> a bunch more <laughs> <laughs>
2: When you go to so, the movie theater you know i'll so still buy your mean, snacks like, but i might have something else in my pocket too who knows
1: so so does that count so does that count like if you were just to go there and leave could i like walk in by like a quarter walk out turn around and then sit down and say i'll have my grab and have that quarter in my pocket from like five minutes ago
0: it's like bringing a flask into a bar i mean you know just if, if they don't see it this
2: sounds pretty unenforceable or not yeah. maybe not unenforceable but like it will be unenforced <laughs> It sounds. It sounds yeah. like it's sort of, yeah, yeah it's sort I'm of there just for like this.
0: insurance reasons, maybe. But
2: uh, yeah, I can't see. It's like, hey, don't. It's like, don't drink too much. But like you're saying about the bar thing, although there's not like an, an actual number of drinks you're not supposed to get people, but there is a general like you're not supposed to get customers so drunk that they kill themselves kind of thing. So this sounds yeah. like a weak ass version of that. In unrelated news, I just booked a three week uh, vacation to
1: Alaska. So. Wow,
0: well, that's. Did you that, really? I don't know. I hope Hawaii that's is. true. No, made that
1: up. <laughs> i did want to go to alaska one i do literally well want to go to alaska tours. not because of
2: this i've wanted to go for a while but,
0: oh you know, we should do lines of sense. liberty cruise to alaska
2: oh uh it's on <laughs> Contra I mean, cruise is doing that already there's they details to work to out here and money but
1: uh that could be a goal that is a good goal it could be I the think. next
0: Contra cruise that's definitely doable this wait is Contra what cruise really going to alaska
1: yeah, yeah they're really going to alaska son of no, a they bitch yeah they've beaten us god
0: damn it god damn it tom woods can't we have nothing to ourselves? Sky beats us to everything.
2: <laughs> uh, well, he is the greatest thing. Interviewed Ron Paul before me, booking a cruise to Alaska before me. Wait a minute.
0: Did Tom, has Tom Woods, on, Woods interviewed Justin Amash yet?
2: Oh, my Lord. I finally found something I beat Tom Woods to. Well. No, I mean, maybe he has secretly. Maybe he has a private recording of an interview with Justin Amash, but I, he's never done a podcast with he him. Just, I know that because Justin Amash has never done a podcast. He was on the Reason podcast. He was interviewed by them, but it wasn't like, you know, it was different. It was, it was, it was like different. a sit-down interview they, that they put out as a podcast. Oh, I would yeah. say that's different than.
0: It was cool how he me. said, like, one of the first things he said to you was like, yeah, but, or uh, no, I guess that was towards the end, actually. He's like, yeah, I'll come back on because we talked about being on longer. That was, I well, thought that was cool for him to offer that up. That Hopefully cool he does. One. So, yeah.
2: Look for Justin Amash part two in the future. By the way, I interviewed Justin Amash uh, this past uh, Monday for those. You that, can tell from the conversation. Know. Yeah. Or something else you got to link to in your show notes. That's
0: going to be the worst or greatest show notes page ever. <laughs> It'll be at lionsofliberty.com slash FF168 because this is episode 168 of Felony Friday and the first ever Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor uh, Felony Friday episode. And I, I think I forgot to say that I'm drinking Guinness. So a little delicious uh, you know post St. Patrick's Day Guinness.
2: Should we go on the Contra Cruise to Alaska and record podcasts on it? Can we just hijack it and call it like the Lions of Liberty cruise? For the- we'll bring a separate banner <laughs> that we just unfurl over it. I don't know I'd if love- that's anti-libertarian
1: or not. If we hijack it. We won't literally hijack it with is weapons. Is there a nautical the term for hijacking or is it just called hijacking?
2: We would be pirates, right?
1: <laughs> pirates. Is hijacking a nautical term? <laughs> it might actually be nautical now that I think about it. Okay, here's the plan.
2: Everyone take off the week of July 5th to July 12th. Uh, the pr- The Our pride, our Patreon supporters, which you can find more about at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty, will pay for our regular tickets to the Contra cruise, and then um, we will secretly um, take the cruise over and uh, make a bunch of And by
0: secretly, meaning we will promote it ahead of time and let everybody know,
2: (laughs) then just do it. Yes. This is the ultimate punching up, is trying to take over their cruise, publicly and openly. I love it. Um, Actually, I think we should probably
0: do it, but we can talk about that more after the show. Um, so next thing we talked about something fun, legalized marijuana getting better. That's great. Progress forward. Now something not so fun, uh, infringement upon the, uh, the old second amendment there with this. I'm sure you guys have heard about how the families from Sandy hook are allowed to sue the gun companies due to a court ruling out of Connecticut. And my understanding is what this hinges on is the, uh, the claim is based on neg- neg- negligent entrustment of guns. So, obviously, you could entrust pretty much anything negligently to uh, you know somebody who is not of not of sound mind or somebody who has not the capacity to maybe operate a car. If they were drunk at a bar and you you know coaxed them into a car, that could be considered negligent entrustment. So, they're using that part of the law, saying that gun dealers selling to maybe someone who was maybe younger or a teenager or someone like that um, are then responsible. I think I'm understanding the, this right, how they're allowing it. Could then be held responsible for the the actions afterwards. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this?
1: You wanna You want to start, Mark?
2: Oh, no. That's why I didn't speak because <laughs> I wanted you to start. Well – I'm tr- uh. I'm, st- I'm still trying to parse out the details a little bit because they did they they made several attempts at making this uh, entrusting argument. Uh, the first was that they they were claiming that because a semi-automatic rifle is a military-grade weapon, my eyes are rolling so far in the back of my head that they just look normal right now. Uh, that it's negligent to entrust. Uh, a gun like that to the general public at all, uh, that was shot down mm-hmm. and they basically kept pushing the same argument until they got to, uh, basically a, a narrower version of it where they just sort of blame them for, it's confusing to me. <laughs> you, re- you might've recapped it better than yeah. I did, but it, it's, it, to me, it's not really consistent. Maybe, maybe it's confusing. Cause it's yeah, confusing. I probably
0: didn't recap it any better. I, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's very wishy washy. It's a su- super gray area. Um, I I don't know if this really means that. I mean, they still have to take them to court. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to win. It's uh,
2: they're they're basically saying that it was marketed for use in in illegal acts and criminal purposes. Which, I I mean, you might argue that if if they put out a commercial, uh, you know, showing a mass shooter and being like, "Want to do this? Buy that gun," but. I'm pretty sure that that's not their actual marketing. Well, so. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm looking over it right now, and it seems like you're right. They did try several angles to try to get this through court. Um, and I think what you're talking about is this XM15E2S, some Bushmaster mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're claiming that the company itself promoted use of the XM15E2S for os- offensive, assaultive purposes, Specifically for waging war and killing human beings, and not slowly for self-defense hunting or target practice, et cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so, I don't know exactly where they're getting this from. I don't know if they're referring to commercials. I guess they're referring to advertising there. Well, I,
0: I, I'm but not but sure I if they are. I, mean, I think we're – I don't know if we're reading the same article, different articles, but – what, what I'm reading, this uh, this snippet here, it's similar to what you just read, but a little bit different. It says, the semi-automatic rifle used in this case is a military grade weapon, so that marketing and selling it to the entire civ- civilian population is a negligent entrusting of the gun to anyone who buys it and uses it outside of its proper context, which would be in a military environment. Which just seems like such a goddamn stretch. I can't even believe that yeah, it's 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 mind blowing. Is there a
1: hinge is there hint their hinge military grade? because has that ever been like legally formally defined what constitutes military grade? Is there something that's stopping people from selling tanks? That's stopping from selling from any regular twenty two semi auto for hunting? What's the is there what's the legal definition of military grade? I think grade? you can actually buy a tank. A functioning I'm tank. Pretty
2: sh- up, oh, scratch the cruise, guys. <laughs> We're buying a tank instead. I mean, patreoncom slash liberty
1: helps So there's buy a nothing tank. stopping you from buying a you know, functioning I, tank. It's legal. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure no, there's some hurdles legal, and permits and crap they like have a that. Case. But,
0: um, and it's not. I mean, they're very expensive, obviously. But I, I think I'm sort of remembering a story in the back of my mind of somebody buying a tank. I don't know if that's true or not. Let's. Uh, where's Rico when you need him?
2: Well, there was some dude who was riding a tank around. Rico would be on top of this.
1: But I well, think I don't he made that he'd... tank himself. I think I remember what you're talking about, and that guy, he made that he tank. He made the tank? So that's so a little like the different. guy who made yeah, the submarine? He
0: made his own tank. Was it the same guy?
1: Yeah. If you make it, I don't know, like, how how are they going to stop you? Unless there's a legal definition, which I don't believe that there is, but I'm no lawyer. I don't see how this case sticks. I don't, like, it doesn't make any, like, I feel like calling that military grade is kind of arbitrary. Okay. A- according to the
0: Daily Dot, it is 100% legal, to buy a fully operational tank online.
1: So the only <laughs> thing that constitutes this military grid is probably ICBMs at this point. I can't see any private person needing an ICBM. So, like, other than that, like, I don't see what this case is hinging on. I, I certainly don't. I certainly don't see how it has these potential huge ramifications for the entire gun industry because I don't think this case is going to go much higher in federal court. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see
0: where it goes if it does go to the Supreme Court. Um, I'm not sure how that would actually play out.
1: I-, I guess it would have to go... I certainly have no illusions that the s- Supreme Court would entertain what I've seen in this case so far. But then again, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe, they've, maybe these, these guys have worked some legal magic that's like ironclad based on how the laws are written now, and I just don't see it. There's a lot of caveats. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I've
0: I'm, kind of gone down this buying a tank path, and I've totally forgot about what we're talking about. And, <laughs> and
1: it is. So, so how much are they? So you
0: can buy a tank how, how in the U.S. You can own a tank in the U.S., and it can't have operational guns if the owner has a federal destructive device permit and state laws don't prohibit it. So probably in Texas you can own a tank because you can own anything in Texas, I think.
1: Oh, so so federal government doesn't prohibit you from work, having a tank with working guns, right? It says, but you just need a f- federal permit.
0: True. Uh, yeah, f- federal permit, and then state laws and how have to easy not prohibit it. Get this it. And obviously, tanks are not generally not going to be street legal. You can't drive a tank on a street, so you have to have your own Probably property not. to drive it on and and whatnot. But yeah, you could. I mean, you could buy a tank. We could buy a tank. I don't know. Just throwing it out there.
1: If you had a lot of land, it'd be an easier way to you know chop trees down. You can just shell them and then collect the wood afterwards. That would be an
0: awesome time. I would love that. Any other thoughts on this, Mark? You look like you're you're deep in thought, or maybe you're not deep in
2: thought. Uh, I'm just on Netflix actually. I'm watching uh, Game of Thrones. Now,
0: so. uh, pulling a Rico. Uh,
2: my thought. I do have a thought. My thought is that if you can build it, you should definitely be able to own it. So if you can build a tank, oh, you should be able to own a tank. And that is why, and that's not why, the, the reason why is individual rights. But anybody can build any gun. I mean, not anybody. You have to know how to do it, but... Within reason, uh, with this, uh, with uh, probably with at this point, just a YouTube video and a, and a couple trips to the hardware store. Um, maybe just one trip. <laughs> I said a couple trips because I never make one trip anywhere. I always forget items and have to return back and all that sort of thing. But if you were very organized and and were able to do it all in one trip, you could probably build almost any type of gun at home. Uh, so making this is why making it illegal, making any sort of gun like that illegal, not only is it immoral from an individual rights perspective, uh, but it's just silly because the only people that are going to truly be barred from these items are the people that go through legal markets, whereas the black market will produce and distribute these items uh, to to the wants and needs of the masses. So uh, it's, it seems uh, irrelevant in general. Not that we need to go uh, too deep on guns, because we all probably agree. Uh, but we can go a little deeper on tanks and nukes, and as far as you want to go on that. Because I think there is actually an interesting argument at some point on this spectrum. I don't think guns are it. But I think there's a point somewhere down the road. Well, I think
0: there could uh, be, yeah.
2: Of, like I think I see where you're going with it. So you're saying if you build it,
0: and I think I agree with you, too. if you build it, they will come. If, well, now now we're getting down to the Mandela
1: effect. Apparently, he didn't even. Say <laughs> if you build it, that.
2: he will come. Now, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So I, I think I know what you're talking about. Let's say a person like Elon Musk, he has the he has the wealth and the technical, you know, capital. I guess people at his disposal to actually build ICBMs if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He could build his own intercontinental ballistic missiles with warheads if he wants. Maybe
0: to. he has. We don't
1: know. Do you think there's a reason why he should legally be allowed not to?
2: Do well, I think ICBMs are a little broader than I was going to
1: go because. I, I, okay, so that's I, the first thing that came to my head. No, Maximum I mean, discretion. You got to. I don't know any
2: way that intercontinental. Con- that's a hard word to say. Try saying negligible. Intercon- negligible. Intercontinental ballistic missiles are basically only meant to carry nukes. Is that right? I mean, that that's why they exist. I think they can carry conventional payloads. Sure, but that's why they get built by major nations. But so they're they for nukes, and yeah. so they can incredibly point nukes at each other. Yeah, right.
1: But yeah, you can put any warhead on there, conceivably. Okay.
2: Well, okay. Let's say let's do both things then, because it, okay, I can I can picture a world where you know. Dif- where using missiles is legitimate, uh, just in general. Um, obviously, governments all over the world have missiles, but to me, I'm going to apply the same standards to government as I do to individuals. Uh, so, conceivably, I can conceive of a world where uh, certain people are having missiles pointed at them of some kind, and a good defense against that might be another missile. Now, I mm-hmm. do think there is a point where a weapon can only c- cannot be confined. To a target. So there might be a legitimate target with a missile with, say, a conventional payload uh, that you're responding to in a defensive manner. Maybe you know someone is is firing missiles at you. You're Elon Musk. You have a little compound somewhere. Someone is actively, literally, just shooting missiles at you. So you take your much bigger, much better ICBMs and you fire your missiles at that exact location. I would call that like a a legitimate use of a a missile. Yeah, it's like like if somebody Uh,
0: pointed a gun at you. I mean, you are then, even if they don't pull the trigger, you are, I think, allowed to defend yourself under the non-aggression
1: They're principle. just bigger guns, right? Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah, I but, guess uh, I see your point. But the point but I, I, well, veered... I just want to finish
2: my point because the point I'm getting oh, okay. to, and we can argue that if you even agree with my first point, but uh, I think there <clears> is a point where a weapon can only be considered an active threat against everyone in the world. And I think nuclear weapons fall into that category. Uh, you cannot use a nuclear weapon without without killing innocent people. Now, I'm not talking about maybe newer nuclear weapons that are targeted and I don't know. But uh, when we talk about nuclear weapons, the Hiroshima, mm-hmm. boom, boom, destroy cities' nuclear weapons – I can't think of a legitimate way those could ever be used in defense, where they're not just blatantly killing masses of people. That could never be a legitimate target uh, in a defense. And that way. was a part. I mean, so I that was a part of their argue, intended
0: use was to kill innocent people in order to correct. get, yeah, in yes. order to end the war.
2: Exactly, which is another reason that I think that they, now it's now applying this to the real world obviously becomes much more difficult because I I think morally it's wrong to own, exist, create nuclear weapons. Uh, How do you actually in our modern society A, morally enforce that because you can't really stop anyone from having them uh, without shooting weapons at them and B and, and morally, in the sense that you know, the United States has them, so can can us as Americans and people under the government of the United States credibly claim other nations shouldn't have them? In the context of the fact that we do, that's where the conversation gets dicey. But from a pure libertarian perspective, I do think there is a libertarian argument to be made that even possessing and not using certain weapons, or like for example, maybe not taking nukes off the table for a second, uh, like let's say if you are living in a neighborhood of like 10 houses and you are very dangerously storing explosives n- next to a heater and matches and gasoline. Or maybe like, you're cooking you know, meth. You're, you haven't fired, you haven't shot anything at, at anybody, but you're, you've created a situation that is so dangerous that it may as well be considered an active mm-hmm. threat and your neighbors would have the right to go, you know, to take your shit down and stop you.
0: Well, I, I think there's a lot, a lot of libertarians who would disagree with you on that. I know, but they're wrong. So. I, I mean, I would, say, I would say the same thing. Because, I mean, the, the argument that I've got in or discussion I've got in with libertarians on this is when you talk about, say, if somebody builds their own nuclear reactor, we're talking about if somebody builds it themselves, then it should be legal. But yeah, I think you do get to a certain point. If you're putting other people in jeopardy and at risk, that's almost an Acts of assault on anybody who's within the range of if you do have a, an accident, so it's it's hard to I think it's hard to figure out what what sort of mechanisms you need in place in order to um, under you know under libertarian principles under property rights if you do want to build a nuclear facility and have the consent of the people that could be impacted by it. And I know we're talking about two different things with nuclear weapons and nuclear power plants. Nuclear power plants. Much more contained and less of a chance of of having uh yeah those
1: are those are two di- way different but, yeah, that yeah, not even that evoke way way different principles yes, way different principles,
0: but if somebody built a small modular nuclear reactor next to my house here, I would not feel comfortable with that. But why wouldn't? Well, he? I, I would have. I would have, have to know the, the processes why. and the
1: safety. You have to know, like, you have to know that he's following all reasonable and accepted yes. safety precautions that would be required for generating nuclear right.
0: power. I mean, even though it's on his property, if it were to explode, I would be, or you know, I would you be would, done. I would be, be affected, ex- of course, be, you know, radiated
1: to death. But so that's it's a it's a fine Maybe line it would there. Give to you figure superpowers out. though but is there a way for him to convince you what if he Absolutely. were to you know hire someone Let's make like, a youtube video of how everything works that will be good Nah, if he if he <laughs> hires someone to inspect the place and says and the inspector says it's good are you cool with that
2: perhaps if that someone is a credible free market regulatory yeah. uh, company no
0: nah, you'd be okay with if that. yeah if i mean if I, I i like i can't sit here today and say the level of what I need in order to be okay with it. But yeah, there's definitely a situation where I could be okay with
2: it for sure.
1: But there'll definitely be a point where you'd be okay with it.
2: Yeah, for sure. What about you? Are you, are you not agreeing with that? In situations like that, I think in situations like that too, you could have, you know, in in a sort of free society or what have you, you might have the company going around and getting the approval of the neighbors and, and showing them why it's going to be safe and perhaps paying them a small fee for the inconvenience. Uh, There's so many different ways that we might not think about that, in real life uh in a possible real life that companies would interact with individuals if we didn't have the government in between us as mm-hmm. we do right now
0: it looked like you were going to say something before jb yeah Me? no
1: i don't know i'm just what i would do in this mm-hmm. situation you know i'd probably be okay with it but like that inspector would have to come through a uh, the level of scrutiny on that inspector would be something i don't know if i'm capable of, you know, reaching. i'd probably want to require my own inspector at that at that point. maybe not so much trust theirs. i think things get muddied in terms of when what people do on their own property that potentially has wide-reaching effects if things go poorly. i think that's seriously an issue that gets muddied and particularly because what we're talking about is just a let's just say reasonable risk it's not even something that you know even in a poorly run nuclear facility they don't have meltdowns every other week we're talking we're probably talking about a rare occurrence but yeah no it's i it mean it just seems it just seems like something that would be more contentious than you know we to carry out than we would well, think without I, know, I
0: i think i mean i think ultimately the way it would be proven it, it wouldn't the uh you know, the way the, op- the operating capacity of this little nuclear reactor that your neighbor buys and uses to power his house or your neighbor it has to power the, the community, it would not be tested right there. Ideally, in a free market, it would be tested somewhere far away and all of those kinks would be worked out and the technology would be proven and it would be iterated and iterated and, uh, and improved upon until it got to a point where you were comfortable with that little nuclear reactor to be placed in your neighborhood. Does that
1: make sense? No, it makes perfect sense and it makes perfect sense to me, but it makes perfect sense to you. I'm just I'm just worried about people who aren't such rational actors. In (laughs) terms like because (laughs) obviously no matter how much nuclear power is perfected, there's always going to be a risk. And whether that risk will ever be small enough for certain people to be okay with it.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting. i I used to work, I mean, full disclosure, I used to work in uh, nuclear, the nuclear industry. So maybe I'm a little biased. I still think it's the future. Um, or at least it, it, in some way it is, we definitely can't get rid of it and have a, a new green deal where we're only powered by freaking wind and solar.
2: But why, why is the, to go into that a little bit? Cause why not? This is how we roll. Uh, I mean, Logically speaking, if you are fully on board with the idea that carbon emissions are destroying the planet and that if we don't change course in 12 years, we're all going to die, you should be running around from being the biggest shill for nuclear energy of of all time. I mean, because there's hardly any emissions and – I guess that... Nu- I don't know the exact details. You obviously would know more than me, Odie, But, I mean, I think they pretty much stalled all new nuclear uh, development in, like, the 70s. But the the actual technology that is known to exist right now that just is, isn't even allowed to be put into place or tested is crazy. Like, the Generation 3 and Generation 4 uh, nu- nuclear uh, power generating. There's even ones that I think, like, they actually um, they eat their own uh, nuclear waste. So that actually takes care of that other issue that, that would be a concern. Uh, it's It's obviously... To me, one of the best solutions to satisfy all problems associated with climate change or Uh, not—it's a solution to the power needs of a growing globe, and it's a solution to any issues that might um, be be tied Mm -hmm. into carbon emissions. And yet, not a not only not a peat, but they still want to keep it bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not—I don't
0: think there's any any functioning right now in service that would eat their own fuel. but there are ones in service in China, uh, the AP-1000 design, which Westinghouse developed. And they were in process of building four reactors in the United States and North Carolina. No, in Georgia, and I think North Carolina. And those projects cost overruns. And it was, it was just a, a shit show. But most of it went back to the just the, the state of the the regulations here are just too hard to operate under just too expensive but in china i mean they're they're building them like crazy and these uh four fourth generation reactors like you you could not have a fukushima event because they automatically cool themselves um you don't need there's not even need to have a a battery backup and with that being said the fukushima event could have been uh Never would have happened if they just had the generators sitting up on top of the building and didn't have them on the ground. It never would have been a meltdown or anything like that. But and anyway, it's, it's just, it's, it's so weird to me that so there's this bias around nuclear. It's like the nuclear industry never fights back. They just take it. But a dam breaks in a third world country and kills 5,000 people. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, that happens. Dams break. What? (laughs) yeah that happened in brazil a few weeks ago is that what you're referencing um no but uh i know it happens it's happened in china recently
2: hey friends i gotta take a quick pause here to tell you about another great libertarian podcast out there it's called Free Man Beyond the Wall, hosted by the artist formerly known as Mans Raider, now known simply by his real name of Pete Raymond. And I got to tell you, Pete is a machine. This guy brings you a new episode of his own every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And he has done some absolutely fantastic in-depth interviews. He's had on everybody from Ron Paul to Thaddeus Russell to Phil Labonte, the lead singer of All That Remains, a very diverse group of guests, not always libertarians. He also did a great show with a Washington, D.C. insider lobbyist revealing a lot of the dirt that goes on behind the scenes in D.C. He has done so many interviews that I have just said, darn, I wish I did this one myself. So I really do want to highly recommend checking out Freeman Beyond the Wall. You can find it over at FreemanBeyondTheWall.com, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and all those fancy podcatchers out there.
1: But nevertheless, I just want to get out there, and I'm, I'm starting to get the vibes that you guys think I'm personally anti. No, no, no. Oh no! I just, I, I, I just want to set the record straight. I most certainly am not. I don't know I actually, how that came across for me. I actually think this me, is cause... a, it's a good progression. It's a stepping stone towards, you know, more cleaner, you know, efficient you, producers of energy. It's basically the stepping stone to fusion. I think we will work on f- fission. It's it. Again, like that's perfect that you mentioned that if you truly buy wholeheartedly into um climate change, you should be pushing a hundred percent for nuclear. And then as we and and as things progress, we'll figure out some way to deal with the waste while we figure out how to how to, you know, make fusion energy. I'm not anti nuclear, but because I'm pro nuclear is the reason why I took the position that I've seen a lot of people who are Irrationally afraid of nuclear energy. And it's not so much a nuclear argument I was trying to place. It was a property rights argument. It's like, how much risk is too much risk when in our ideal libertarian world, like, when are you, like, what is the threshold of risk where your property rights start to get violated?
2: Yeah, and ultimately, this is why you need libertarian courts Mm -hmm. (laughs) to sort it all out, property rights-based legal systems uh, to sort any kind of issues that come up out because at the end of the day, there's the principles and then there's the nuanced situations. And at some point, even in the most libertarian property rights respecting of societies where you could have 100% agreement on the concepts and you're still going to get people that disagree with this is risky to your property and this is not and you're going to need a system to sort it out. So, I mean... Obviously, I, I don't promote coercive funding of anything, but I am in favor of having some sort of system... Preferably one that is uh, you know, voluntarily funded and voluntarily organized and all that stuff. But I, and, I, and I do think people, much like people like Bob Murphy, have, have surmised that people are going to want those services as well. And they're going to be created and they're going to be – and people are going to sort of subscribe to them because uh, you're going to want arbitrary services. Uh, or not arbitrary, but arbitration services. You don't want arbitrary yeah, services. Some arbitrary services. Society. I'll take them. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Libertarians support arbitrary <laughs> services at the end. That's my statement. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that no matter what the layout of society, even the most perfect libertarian society, you're going to need systems and third parties of some kind to sort out those kind of issues. I
0: think another – and this is going off the rails, but I love it because this, this is still in the vein of Felony Friday and talking about do. laws and how they're enforced. What, JB, when you were talking about you know accepting risk and how much, how much risk do you accept, I don't know how this will play out in the courts or – even if it will play out in the courts or maybe in the backgrounds of some, uh, I don't know, just a handshake agreement in between government and and these uh, AI car companies developing um, you know, the software for self-driving cars. But, I mean, they're going to have to program into self-driving cars to some degree where they're going to have to make decisions to the point, do you hit a pedestrian or do you swerve into a school bus. Yeah, I mean, like, situ- situations like that. Um, and I, I don't know how, how that can... Quote, unquote, judgment yeah. calls. Ju- judgment calls that a human being... Human beings don't always make the right call. Nobody's saying that, that you are. But when you're pro- hardwiring judgment calls like that into artificial intelligence, um, I, I don't know how you...
2: Because then, essentially, it's still a human making the judgment call. It's a human making a judgment call in advance. True. (laughs) Haven't you
1: heard the news? They said even algorithms are biased because somebody has to write them.
2: Right.
0: So I guess how would that play out? In I I guess that that, you know at the end of the day, these companies are going to try to minimize their exposure to lawsuits.
1: I just can't see how they how that's possible. I mean, just by well, well, with the self-driving car thing, any. Only only thing a self driving car has to do is be less dangerous than a person. I say that I've been saying this a lot recently. Driving a car is by far and not even close the most dangerous thing I do. There's mm-hmm. nothing in my life even Easy. remotely as dangerous as operating a motor vehicle. And I do it. Daily. All they have to do is do a little bit better than humans and we're already on the right track. I humans fucking suck at driving.
0: I agree with you, but don't tell that to Remzo Martinez. He thinks that
2: you know, so.
0: <laughs> as soon as self-driving cars start taking over, we're all we're all going to die.
2: Are you already turning on a fellow Legion of Liberty do member? <laughs> no,
0: we all hate each other. It's a, it's a known fact. Okay. Wouldn't want that <laughs> any other way. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know when we're going to have our UBI debate, but Rems and I are supposed to debate UBI. And his thing for the background people listening, um, I he does support UBI in the context of all the other welfare programs being pulled off the table and UBI being put in place to save people like the truck drivers who lose their jobs uh, from self-driving uh, AI cars. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's, I mean, that should be a debate. The libertarians, we should be getting, I think, ahead of the curve on, on some of these things and start talking about them now because, I mean, I, I, I'm in agreement with you, JB. I, Self-driving cars are going to change our very existence. I mean, something I like to talk about is just imagine the amount of time that you save when instead of driving to work and actually to drive your car, you can, I don't know, just eat your lunch casually and edit a podcast. or
2: You can just do so much. You can do your work. So you're staying at work longer. It's without a
1: doubt coming. It's without a doubt coming. It's
2: here. I I know several people that have just bought the new Teslas that – The only thing stopping them from turning that feature on is it being legally allowed, and then they can unlock it. I mean, it's built; it's already built into the cars—the full AI. Really? Mm -hmm. New Teslas that are coming out—they have the ability.
0: So why why do the test like the test ones for Uber? They have the huge like contraption on top to drive with. How are these Teslas able to navigate 360
1: and got me huge contraption? You mean like what's controlling the self driving?
0: It's like a bunch it's of like cameras. It looks like of? one of those uh, Google
1: Maps cars. Maybe oh, it still so- needs other stuff put on it, but mm. it, the software-wise,
2: it's, able, it, it's there.
1: Maybe that's just to monitor the driving, because Maybe. if it's going to be like when computers used to be the size of a room, I don't think anyone's going <laughs> to drive a self-driving car.
0: Yeah, it's probably some stupid government regulation where they have to have so many cameras on top or something stupid like
2: that. You it. have to have a giant computer on the cars. I don't know if that was Bernie or Trump, but or neither really <laughs> it's like i started to do a bernie and then i backed up off and it just didn't come out oh right.
0: man i cannot wait for these actually i i can't wait because it's gonna be I, I know as soon as the democratic debates start i'm gonna wish they never started but it's gonna be entertaining i
2: can't wait till democrats start calling for a universal fill in the blank of whatever awesome thing capitalism just created <laughs> <laughs> they will be like universal facebook universal self-driving cars like you're just naming things that free markets all created I can see it coming. got love it. I see it coming out.
0: So, great discussion so far. Let's shift gears a little bit and uh, play Is It a Crime and Should They Do Time? Is it a crime There it is, brought to you by Dan Smots right there. He made that little jingle. And uh, first one we're talking about, this one might be uh, pretty clear. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We're going to Oklahoma in this case. And an Oklahoma woman who had just been released from prison in January is now back behind bars because she was using a T-shirt gun like they have at baseball games and basketball games to shoot T-shirts up into the crowd. She was using that to shoot drugs into her prison. And I like how they, like, casually mention in the article what she was shooting in. Kind of builds up. Cell phones, earbuds, earbuds, digital scales, pot, tobacco, meth. uh, Just a little meth. (laughs) Shooting scales in. I don't know if those scales are still calibrated after that.
1: Yeah. She better throw in some weights, too, while she's at it.
0: Yeah. But so, what do you guys think about this? I mean, obviously, drugs should be legal. I get it,
1: but you have a prison. Obviously, other than the fact it's hilarious, what <laughs> oh, do I think? Yeah, about only it?
2: one word comes to mind for me, and that is hero. <laughs> so, no, no time, no time, no crime.
1: Well, okay, I'll I'll, I'll try to give a, a serious take on this. Um, My, mine was serious.
2: No crime, no time. Uh, in a in a perfect world, where she's not actually. Um, you know, where the war on drugs shouldn't exist in the first place, and most of these people shouldn't probably be in there in the first place. And uh, all she's doing is delivering items she should probably be allowed to deliver in the first place. But there are
1: potential arguments to make on the other side, and
2: perhaps JB will make one.
1: Okay, let's just say, even even within the context, let's just take away the fact that she had illegal drugs in her t-shirt package. Like, she had, what, meth and she had weed. Which is, I'm pretty sure, still illegal in Oklahoma. Even if she didn't have those, things, she'd probably still method. be in trouble. We'd probably still be talking about this even without them. And I, focusing on that, I don't think that's really a crime. Even, even just the, even without the drugs, I don't think it's a crime because it's like the way I see it. This is probably a, like contraband rule is a rule within prison systems. It's not a law. It's just a rule that's set forth. To regulate the prison, if she's outside the prison, she doesn't really have to abide by the contraband rules. If she gets caught, all right, she broke a rule, but it's not something that should be, you know, pursued through a court system because is that really well, a pe- law? People contraband who try rules? to
0: sneak drugs in and like baked goods and stuff like that to so their loved ones behind bars, I think they are prosecuted when they do stuff like that.
1: Well, those things are illegal. Yeah. What if they tried to sneak them? You're a saying, saying if it was just They'd like you just sandwich fucking or, take or, yeah, it yeah, and tell beans. them to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Taking away the legal aspect of any of the things she shot Mm -hmm. over, she would probably still get into trouble for it. Probably legal trouble. What? And I'm saying that's not right. On top, like, taking away any of the drug aspect.
2: I
0: agree with you there.
1: (laughs) It
2: would be amazing if it was ruled... Like she took it to the Supreme Court, and it was ruled that you could actually send items via t-shirt gun, and that every prison in America is just surrounded by people <laughs> with t-shirt guns, sharing yeah. various items. Into Justice brain. Kavanaugh like, with the decisive
0: vote allowing t-shirt gun drugs.
2: <laughs>
1: they can you beer, beer with be the gun? The rules, I like but beer, <laughs> but I, I don't think she broke any law. I think it'd
0: be funny because because you know that they thought of this plan when she was in prison. They're probably watching a baseball game. Debra, you get one of those t-shirt guns, you get some of that good meth from your cousin Vinny, and you bring it, you shoot it right over that wall. I will
2: sell I love it. your impression of a female Oklahoma inmate. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's I heard, spot, now huh? listen here, Debra. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, next up. Uh, so we're talking you're, about. You're glossing, over, you're glossing over the most important part of this oh, case. Yeah? And that is that. Uh, she is from a place, a, a town in Oklahoma, apparently called Ulaga, <laughs> and the sub-headline is Ulaga Woman Accused of Using T-Shirt Gun to Shoot contact. I've
0: California. been to Oklahoma too many times. That did not even, like, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even say I that just thought that was normal.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that common? I, I know. I, I go to Oologa. Oklahoma a lot for
0: work, and I guess I've just seen that town. I don't know. Just uh, I didn't even catch
1: Oologa. my
0: eye. I don't know how to say it. But, uh, yeah, that's, Oologa, that's weird. Ulaga, Ulaga, one of those. Also, did not surprise me at all when I saw this was Oklahoma. I mean, I think Oklahoma and Florida are two of the states. Like-
2: I was going to say, if you saw the headline without the state, you'd think Florida first, yeah, yeah. but then Oklahoma's probably in the top yeah. five after that. Alabama, maybe. Apologize to anyone who lives in these states that we're talking about. I'm sure you are great people. Obviously, <laughs> probably
0: the smartest people in those states listen to this show. <laughs>
2: you, if you're listening them, to Belly Friday, are you are one of the smartest people in Oklahoma, Alabama, or Florida. That's a fact.
1: What were you saying, JB? I just said some of them are
0: good oh, people. Oh, yeah, some of them
1: are good people. <laughs> On both sides. Not,
2: we're not, not going to get into the fine people hoax. <laughs> On both sides of the prison wall. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, next up we're talking about prison consultants and uh friend of the show, RDAP Dan, actually had a hand in uncovering uh this uh little bit of fraud going on. I guess you guys can decide if you think it's fraud or not. So what this group out of Western Michigan was doing, a prison consultant group, and what prison consultants are a lot of the time, like uh like Dan Wise, RDAP Dan, who was on the show. He's a great guy. He uh, went to prison for, I think he was uh, selling, uh, re- basically running like a like a pill mill, giving people prescriptions and, and that stuff, and we did some prison time. And when he, once he got out, he learned, um, after going through the RDAP program, he learned that really there's some ways that if people... Do things a certain way. If they fill out their pre report and actually put some thought into it, and uh, actually tell a story of you know why they're there and different things, then you can get into the RDAP program and and make your uh, shorten your sentence. What these people the. Not to be confused with RDAP Dan, the RDAP Law Consultants were doing in Western Michigan.
2: That's the part that confused me because I I was like, wait, is that hit? Did his own <laughs> Did he expose himself?
0: Did he expose
2: himself? That's your headline. RDAP Dan <laughs> exposes himself.
0: Uh, but, what RDAP Dan did, he had the person on the show, on his show, his YouTube channel, who uh, who blew this case up. And these uh, RDAP uh, Prison Consultants, or uh, RDAP Law Consultants RDAP up law in... Consultants western michigan were having people just tell blatant lies you know say things like that say they were addicted to a substance or say that they were uh, using drugs when they hadn't in order to get into this rdap program in order to shorten their sentence in order to get out sooner so uh, the angle i want to look at this is so this is a government program um this rdap program obviously government laws have a prohibition on drugs uh, uh should, I mean, should it be illegal to play the system this way as it's set up?
2: Should it be legal to play the system? Like, basically, well, ma- like, like, the, like so if you know you're more likely out. to
0: get into the RDAP program, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm a big-time
2: alcoholic or I'm a heroin
1: it- addict or, you know, like, should it be illegal to pretend you're an alcoholic to get a lighter yes. sentence? Yes, there you go. Well,
2: there's two separate There's two separate things, I think, here. There's, there's the question of whether this firm, RDAP Law Consultants, is giving legal advice in our current context and whether that should be fraudulent or not. And I would say if you're giving someone legal advice that, regardless of the morality mm-hmm. of the actual laws, goes against them and puts them in harm's way, potentially— like, if you're telling them to lie, knowing that that's not legal, then I think you can make a case for fraud against them. Then there's a separate a moral point. issue of whether it is okay to lie within this system. And that that kind of goes to the, you know, is it okay to lie to the cops issue? Like, if I'm pulled over for... Um, This is a random example not associated with reality, especially because I live in California, so why would it be? If I'm pulled over and have marijuana in the car, for example, in a place that it's illegal – I'm in Oklahoma probably uh, – and and the police officer says, is there marijuana in your car? And I say no. Is that moral from a libertarian perspective? I would say 100% yes because this officer is attempting to perpetrate a libertarian crime against me, an actual crime as we would call it, by kidnapping me for – You know, for not harming anyone for possessing a plant. So in that context, I I think it's very clear. Uh, In this context, I'm working this out as I go. Uh, I I think it's probably okay to lie to get a better sentence considering the unfairness of our system in general. Probably not advisable, though. JB? JB? Well, I don't think. Like- in fact, I want to amend my statement. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Maybe it is advisable. If you know it, you get away. If, if if the system is such that all you have to do is say you think a certain thing or say you did a certain thing, and that's the extent of the check, and the original crime that you were in jail for is not considered a libertarian crime, I would say it's totally defensible. Actually, now that I can think about it for a second more, uh, I think things get foggier if you're like, you know, a murderer and you're lying about the murder. You know, that that's a situation where. The whole act, the whole encompassing act, is immoral. But I would say that based on our current system, it's probably okay if you get away with it to lie your way into a less bad sentence, into less time in a cage.
0: Yeah, I would say as long as as long as everybody involved understands fully what they're doing and the possible ramifications of getting caught.
2: Sorry, this is the episode where we interrupt JB constantly, so I will stop
1: talking now. I'm incredibly patient. You are. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I want to see the, I want to see a podcast that's hosted by Howie and JB, the two most opposite. Did it, didn't we come up with one?
1: I forgot. I think. What do we call it? Let me finish. Yes, it's called, <laughs> I yeah, I think we'll that's what now, on a bonus show. Another reason to join our. Think Patreon. The podcast was called "Let Me Finish,"
2: <laughs> and the irony is you don't get to finish. <laughs> oh, that because so, that was a that was a. I think it was a conspiracy corner. We yeah, did, it was a conspiracy. Where you literally corner, yeah. said, "Can I finish? Let me finish. Just let me finish." About three hundred times. <laughs> Just another reason to join our Patreon, folks. You get all the bonus stuff, and all these inside jokes will make perfect sense to you. Uh,
1: so, what was I saying? So, it kind of... I'm kind of conflicted here, because it kind of runs similar to what you were saying initially, in that I don't ever think, like, my principles are... I don't think... if, Especially if you're, like, the defendant, like, I don't think it should be illegal to lie. Like, I think self-preservation is one of the most natural of natural rights you know even a salamander has self-preservation to to like especially some cases where they investigated someone they didn't find what they wanted but then they hit them with perjury because they lied while they were under investigation i don't think that should be a crime you know lying to protect yourself is not really a crime it's kind of like an instinct and it's up to your responsibility as, as law enforcement to get past the lies into the truth. That's why you're you're essentially you're essentially charging someone with forcing you to do your job. That's what I feel like, you know, char- hitting these people with perjury. It's like it's your job to find the truth. The fact that they're just not handing it to you is not like a crime in itself, mm-hmm. you know. But however, if you're this Lying to get an easier sentence once has been determined, let's just say, for example, let's determine what they did was, in fact, a crime, even even by libertarian standards. Now, in turn, to lie to get a lighter sentence, I feel that kind of throws my initial you know ethos into disarray, whether this is morally okay or not.
0: Well, to even twist this a little more, I don't, I don't think I, I realized this at first, but... I think the beef here, the main beef, is that this woman is saying she was bullied into doing these things and coerced into doing them, which I would say that would clearly be a crime. Um,
1: oh, most yeah. certainly. And even by a regular, our regular mm-hmm. contacts and, and regular law, let's just say traditional law, if you're, they're giving these people money and they're lawyers, so by then they're, they're attorney. And you're not, your attorney is not allowed to instruct you to do right, illegal right. things. That's a definite. I would say that law.
2: should be a libertarian yeah.
1: moral, yeah, even
2: when we disagree with that. Oh, thing most certainly. Legal.
1: Your legal counsel should not be allowed to instruct you to do illegal things, Correct. further incriminating yourself and opening yourself up to more, you know, prosecution. So, with even in, in any scope, what like having lawyers, people you pay to direct you in proceedings of the law tell you to do illegal things it should be illegal
2: because then that is fraud because if you are a yeah, lawyer giving certainly. legal advice by presumption of that entire premise you're giving l- legal advice that is not actively and knowingly making you do illegal things
1: exactly perfect
2: thank you oh perfect i like that <laughs> we should probably just end the show after jb called. now first. we have the <laughs> perhaps the
0: most controversial is it a crime and should they do time up next. And we talked about this in the Lions Liberty Forum a week or two ago. (laughs) This is uh, out of Tennessee. I guess we should name Tennessee as one of those states where you see this stuff coming from. This literally was, I think, the most contentious debate. (laughs) Nothing against the state of Tennessee. We love you, but this does not surprise me. So out of Tennessee, and I think what actually happened here, I didn't understand this until rereading it again. I think that the woman, so there were two people in this delivery car. The guy who was actually the passenger in the delivery car is alleged, and alleged being it was actually on video that he posted online, to have dipped his balls <laughs> into salsa that was then delivered um, to to a customer. And the reason given on the video that was posted, a woman saying in the background, who I guess was the actual delivery driver... Um, That 89 cent tip, this is what you get for a 30 minute drive and an 89 cent tip. So I guess it was like a credit card thing. I don't know how they knew ahead of time the tip. I'm assuming it was a credit card, and they somehow tipped on the card, which is really... Have you never used Grubhub or yeah, they,
1: anything? Like guys have you, you put the tip don't. in while you, you send it out. They must like have
0: ordered online. Caviar I don't understand. or Grubhub
1: yeah. or anything like that, you put the tip in. I don't want to let that
0: ruin this story, so let's not get hung up on that part of it, because it, does, it doesn't
2: matter. Uh, sense.
1: John is from Western Pennsylvania,
2: so he's not familiar with uh, a lot of our newer technologies.
0: We are the startup capital of <laughs> the Northeast here, my friend.
2: It basically goes Florida, Oklahoma, Western PA. That's 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 the civilization ranking.
0: Uh, we're we're ahead of Eastern PA. Come on, give us that.
1: Oh, give me a break.
0: So uh, I'll, I'll let let I'll let JB like weigh in first on this, since uh, Mark's been cutting him off every time.
2: Now I need you to to let him weigh in first, so I can cut him <laughs> off. You see, if I go second, I, there's nothing uh, to cut that's off. A good well, point. I guess
0: I'll just have to enforce the the no cutoff rule. I'll let you finish. JB, is this a crime? D- a delivery driver dipping their balls into your salsa because you're a bad tipper is is that a crime?
1: I I need to clarify. So it's not the delivery driver that did it. It was actually I guess her Apparently. friend. Because I kind of got confused when the quote was like, "She will never drive," and I was like, "Yeah." I, it has to be a dude cuz he had balls and and then and then i realized that he was actually a passenger so the delivery driver got fired but i don't think she's being charged i think the actual perpetrator mm-hmm. I think
0: you're me. i think you're right so you which one
1: right. is a crime which one are you asking me it the guy himself
0: yeah let's not i mean who cares i mean he's the one that did the dipping of the balls into the salsa who was responsible for that happening um, it,
1: it's an easy question whether she should right be fired you're damn right it's a crime i mean that, is, that
2: part's uh, easy this, that's
1: ironclad assault i don't want fucking balls in my salsa any any court in the land would uphold that as fucking severe felony assault right ironclad there. ironclad assault ironclad there's no dispute about it i don't care if i asked you for money as a tip you don't put your balls in my salsa okay we settle this like men. we have a conversation and and maybe things can change but this no this is this is complete complete assault
0: what what would be the uh, I
1: found that JB, JB? What would be your recommended
0: punishment for, for something like that?
1: Castration. Um, I balls castration. in your mouth. <laughs> balls in your mouth. Well, that's why that's why the defendant can't be on a jury because I'd probably shoot, scream castration from the you know wherever they sit. But you know, I probably the fine. I don't think prison prison term seems excessive. A, a steep fine, you know. Let you know you probably shouldn't be doing things like that. It should probably be enough. I tend and to shy fine away the go prison. to the
2: person who ate the salsa. Oh, absolutely. I don't want zero dollars going to the state over this matter. No oh, of reason. course.
1: Sue so, so the grief party, of course. A yes. fine to the grief to party. Clear. And maybe they have to eat salsa that I dipped my balls in. <laughs> and we'll call it square.
2: Should they have to pay, get the money, and have to eat
1: the No, s- they'll the- give me the money. Be and then the I'll other, dip right? my balls in salsa and watch them eat it. And then we're square, because they started it, of course. So, so basically, the um, the redemption is
2: um, eating, having to eat salsa that had their balls or your balls what in if, this case, I guess. Well, what if it, they take like, it from the you? bottom and they don't get like the ball part? Like,
1: oh no, I'll make sure I get it all in. There. Like, I'll le- I'll leave no stone unturned. <laughs> oh. No cube of t- salsa tomato will be unballed.
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, any uh any thoughts here mark on top of what's been presented
2: <laughs> what more what more is there to say um, it, it it is a crime of sorts it's a hilarious crime a fucked up crime though I would be very mad if I realized this happened you could say you could argue if he didn't post that video it would be a potentially victimless crime. No, it would have a victim. But really, if we think about What would be the
0: damages? I mean, really.
2: Like, what are the actual damages if you don't know that balls were in your salsa? Now, if you don't know balls were in your salsa, I suppose it is possible, of course. You get some kind of bacteria or something, or maybe you just taste weird. I don't know, but... (laughs) 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 This is a great story to end the show on. Uh, But if you didn't see that video, would you ever... Would there have been a damage like the damage is psychological mm-hmm. in most ways? Like, you counts. now know you have knowledge that you that there were this guy's balls in your salsa, so now you and then you know that you ate it, so this is the damage. Is the damage th- it, there to, in the same extent if there's no video and if we never knew, in which case we wouldn't be talking about
1: this? Well, exactly, the damage is there because there's evidence. So right. that already makes her case. But the, the fact evidence that I know about is, it is I, why I, I we have the, a case at all. It's not the evidence, though.
2: Like the, um, it's more that it's more like seeing. It's the knowledge. I, I guess it's still. I'm not arguing that's not a crime. Still, uh, it, it, it is obviously violating. At the minimum,
1: it's violating the property rights of that the person's food. So I mean, it is a crime in the libertarian and, and sense. And that's respective of crime. If someone breaks into my place and steals twenty bucks out of my wallet and I don't notice. That's still a crime. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only a crime if they post about it on YouTube and then you find well, out. Well,
0: it's, it's <laughs> like if you go out to a restaurant.
2: if that was the rule of crime, It's like if
0: you go out to a restaurant and, you know, somebody drops your burger on the floor and you don't know. They just serve it to you. You don't know what happened to your burger. You're just trusting that, that it came out fine or maybe somebody took a piss in the uh, the fry fryer and you don't know.
2: You just- Shit. I mean, that fryer, it, it boils all those, you know, bacteria away. So it's probably fine.
0: And you're you're in <laughs> sterile, so it's yeah, it's probably probably okay.
2: I guess my point is that it potentially the actual damage is mostly psychological. Like, is there a physical harm that came to this person? No, I'm not arguing it's not mm-hmm. a crime. It is, but I'm just saying when we're talking about ex- the extent of the damage, I think the knowledge of knowing <laughs> this dude's balls were in your salsa so, is probably far more harmful to like your psyche than it actually is. To your physical. and I
0: think that's why JB's punishment is perfect. Because it's giving the same exact psychological mind fuck back to him.
2: So it's... Yeah, and even worse because you know as you're eating it. I don't know. I think that's worse. It
0: would definitely be worse.
2: Yeah. That's, yeah, definitely definitely worse. worse. <laughs> that's definitely worse. That's definitely worse.
1: That's like, it's not even close. Like, what are you thinking about? That's way worse. Somehow I think this is a <laughs> result in some, some kind of physical challenge at Pork Fest.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying we dip our balls in salsa. I'm just brainstorming. Right. I'm just saying, no, though, don't eat the salsa at
1: Fest. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> oh, well. Well, this was a... <laughs> anyway, uh,
1: I'm definitely not eating
2: salsa at Fest. That's that's the only thing I've learned from this. I'll
0: tell you what. I think this was a, this was a hit. The first Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor, Felony Friday. Um, I think they so. went off pretty well. Top went this, pretty Brian. Well. Pretty good. So, I mean, let us know your thoughts if you guys enjoyed this. We're doing this, obviously, uh, for each of our, sh- our shows each month. Obviously, Mark's done it forever, but Brian's going to be doing... One as well every month and one on Felony Friday every month. This roundtable format. And uh, join the Lions of Liberty Forum. If you haven't yet, go to Facebook and punch Lions of Liberty Forum in that search bar at the top to join. And if you uh, have been listening for a while and you like what you hear, you like the the banter back and forth and you keep tuning in, it would be really cool if you thought about uh, joining the Lions of, of Liberty Pride by going on Patreon and uh Actually you don't just go on Patreon. You go to Patreon slide Patreon dot com slash lines of liberty and uh
2: You could just go on Patreon. <laughs> just go on Patreon. just Patreon pick of any
0: course. of the patrons there and uh it'll be just good. Just
2: donate to someone. <laughs> we don't even care. Uh
0: but yeah, pick us. We would like that very much. And uh pick a level that you're comfortable with and you'll get some free shit. You'll get access to our bonus content. We've talked about a bunch of it here tonight. Conspiracy Corner. Honestly, I think Conspiracy Corner, some of the episodes you guys have done, it's normally so read the two of you and Rico's normally on. Howie's on sometimes, but
1: it, I mean, those are some of the most. We always
2: have Rico because he's our he's our lead researcher. Yeah. So and I don't do Rico's research, Rico's so a must have.
1: I and I always try to make it. I'm probably on most of them.
2: Yeah, it's
0: it's one of my. Yeah, well, Jamie's supposed all them, to be I our think.
2: resident skeptic, but he have, he yeah. ends up agreeing with me half. I half think half. I've
1: only missed like maybe one.
0: Yeah, you're you're it's definitely good on most good of crew them. we got. It's one of my
2: favorite podcasts. I wasn't on Is Bill
1: Hicks, Alex Jones. That's the I, one. I like Gracie it corner I best knew I wasn't because
2: uh, uh, Brian's never on it. So it's really, it's really nice and peaceful. There's <laughs> <still> no yelling. <laughs> it's nice, yeah. I joke. We love you, Brian.
1: <laughs> you don't.
0: All right, so we're going to wrap this puppy up here. Thank you guys for coming on, making this such a uh, an awesome, entertaining, fun episode. And, uh... That's a wrap. This is John Odermatt, JB Lubin, and Mark Claire. All signing off.
2: Live, love,
0: boo, and
2: live. <laughs> You're booing your own fellow. Podcast.
0: Keep your head up, and the fire is the liberty burning.